I want to, that's how I want to die. Like whenever I'm like 97 years old, if I make it that far, happily married. And, you know, we know maybe we're going to pass on, see Jesus. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> I want her piloting the helicopter, flying around, me whoa, 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 dangling whoa. off the side. When, when you say that you're going to die and then you say, because she's piloting the helicopter. No, what no, you, what no, you no, no. What are you insinuating? <laughs> Hey, welcome. This is the Responsibly Unhinged podcast. I'm so thankful that you could join us here today. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I'm Skylar, your co-host, alongside with Gabriel. And today, this is a very special episode. This is the pilot. Gabriel and I have had a really great time just sharing discussions, and we just hope that you glean some benefits from this podcast. Maybe you laugh, maybe you learn something. We're just ranting. We're just rambling. We hope that you enjoy and can sit back and relax with whatever you're doing, whether it be a long commute, whether it be working on a project, whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Some topics that we hit up today are, well, we want to like help you get to know us, so we're going to be sharing some fond memories, uh, reminiscing today, and then we're going to hit up a more somber tone, and it's going to be kind of talking about something that's really kind of near and dear to us um, is intimacy in brotherhood. I know it kind of sounds weird, but just hear us out, stick to the end of the episode, and you'll figure out what we're talking about. And we also just kind of do some general unhinged rants as normal. So sit tight, buckle up, and enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for joining us. The con- the, the question that we had was, what was, what's one of our fondest memories that we share? Yeah. Can I pause real quick? Sure, yeah. I need to produce some power real quick. <laughs> you talking... put, you need yeah, some push. Do... <laughs> some push-ups. <laughs> You're freaking the cat out. That's so funny. <clears throat> Sorry, buddy. Get a little blood pumping. Yeah, yeah. Get it out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Whew. <laughs> That's good. That was the fastest hundred push-ups I've ever done in my life. <laughs> just You're over there. It feels like there's an earthquake. <laughs> Last night when we were watching Alone. Yeah. I was like, Gary, do you think you could do this? And he's using his massage gun after working out. Yeah. And he's like putting it on his chest and stuff. And he goes, he turns it up all the way. And he goes, ow. And he, he looks at me and he goes, that's your answer. <laughs> I was like. That's funny. That's good. He's like, maybe a day. <laughs> Some oh. of those people were, there's one guy, he's like a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor in the military. Um, he hunted and fish, like he, yeah, hunts and fishes. And like he practiced making fires, like in crazy conditions. He was, he just was cracked. Yeah. And, but I know he lost like 20 pounds. Just being out there. Yeah. That's wow people lose weight really quick out there so what is alone i don't i don't know if i've ever seen it it's that survival show that no dumb questions talks about oh okay yeah that's what they were referring to gotcha it was oh they get a certain amount of items yeah that's okay. an actual like it's like a game show type thing oh, okay it's not really a game show but it's a challenge i think i've seen they they have at any moment they can like call and get out of there they have like a yeah. cell phone or something like that yeah okay and then they have they have to manage their own cameras and everything mm-hmm. right mm-hmm yeah, I've, I've, I think I've actually seen an episode and there was a mount, like a, um, what do they call those? Mountain cat. 
Mountain lion. There we go. <laughs> mountain cat. I was about to say mountain goat. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. No. And it was actually like stalking the guy. Like, Oh, I have heard of that. There's at one point you could see the eyes in like the bushes and stuff. Like, that's, that'd be kind of scary. That, that is scarier to me than a lot of, I mean, I would rather have something charging me or like something big that I can see than something stalking a you. cat stalking me, sitting there, not even attacking me yet, but sizing me up. Waiting for me to lose, I don't know. Waiting, waiting for the right moment just to, to strike. You know, just looking at me. That's yeah. That's that's freaky. One of the guys started hunting for bear. <laughs> what? And they were yeah. in Lauder, uh They were in Labrador, Canada, which the oh. show said something about like the black bears up there have become aggressive and almost take on like the the attitude of a grizzly bear. Really? And he's out there hunting this thing. And I'm like. You're kind of dumb, but you're also really smart. It's a it's an all in type of thing. Like if you get that, mm-hmm. you're cracked on your food. Oh yeah, like you're you're gonna survive. You're gonna have a lot of calories. Like you're gonna, mm-hmm. you could actually gain weight if you needed. I know in like a survival in a situation, you're not really caring about how it tastes. But do you think bear tastes good? Like, is it more of a, like a tougher meat because of how strong they are? Or, um, well, I've heard that you have to cook it right because they're scavengers. So like I don't know if you know this about hunting, but like you usually don't eat things that are meat eaters. Okay. You eat things that are uh, plant eaters. Herbivores. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so like one of the guys he ate beaver, um, which I've had beaver. Mm-hmm. Beaver is actually decent. Yeah. Um, but because they eat like trees and stuff like that, and like wood and bark and. Um, but like eating, for instance, a wolf or a coyote or a dog because it, I know. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, you know, uh, South Korea just banned that. Oh, they did. Yeah, they banned. They're they're in the process of pushing forward a bill that bans the the farming and like consumption of dog meat. Wow. Yeah, and there's like farmers that are up in arms writing because of that's their livelihood you know that's so wild i know there's a there's a specific dog breed even that they just breed and you know farm like any other cattle it's 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 wild because you know that you you see the um what it what company is it not osha crap it's one for animals oh PETA. PETA. yeah you see the, the billboards where it's like where do you draw the line from food to companion you have like you have like cow pig horse chicken or you have chicken horse you know cat dog whatever all these you just have a bunch of animals and then <clears throat> it gives you the option where do you draw the line what's what's a pet what's what's food you know and uh it's weird whenever we hear other countries and other like cultures where they draw the line a little differently you know yeah where does what does PETA actually stand for pets are to I don't know. I have no idea. I thought it was people eating tasty animals. That's <laughs> what that always said. <laughs> you know, I, I love looking at like the the like PETA's Instagram comments. Just people dogging on them like <laughs> yeah. nonstop. Like they, I they're they're PR company. I mean, <laughs> those poor people. They try their best, but they they just can't quit getting dogged on. Well, I remember, like in high school, we had an FFA, mm-hmm. and in FFA they did a. Um, it was like during like spirit week or something like that. We did a like petting zoo mm. in the shop. Right. <laughs> Somebody brought in lamb one time 
And I remember she was like petting this thing. And she's like, this thing is so adorable. And she's like, how could you like ever want to eat one of these things? Because she's not like a fan of lamb, yeah. like sheep. And I picked it up and I was like, oh man, you'd make such a good gyro. <laughs> You're going to be a good one someday. And she was just like so brokenhearted. And I was like, yeah, no shame. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy here would make, maybe make a good hot dog. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he's making so many grunting sounds he's so funny so this is this is a new thing for us how much do we refer to like the like do we just talk or are we like including them in the conversation are we telling them like oh just so you guys know buddy is skylar's dog. oh oh yeah he's a rat but he's a dog <laughs> if yeah. you can call that yeah he, he's a he, well buddy we inherited buddy thanks to our aunt passing away and um well, he's outlived like three of his owners. That's, so um, that's either, either either he's a resilient or he's a bad omen, you know, and, and I'm next or mom's next or, you know, like. So. I don't know. He's cute, but he's also a little terrifying because you don't. He's just so cute. I, I don't see him doing any evil or any harm. Right. Yeah. But he's yeah. Winked. No, he didn't. It's terrifying he did not wink i can't see his eyes so you could be vivid but yeah, yeah no I'm, 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 <laughs> buddy how old is buddy he's ancient he's got gray hairs he's not quite balding but he's getting there um yes okay i'm just gonna <laughs> it's so new it's so fun so my name is skylar harden and uh and this is i'm gabriel mcroy yep and this is our podcast we're yet to name it. Uh, we had a pretty good name, but then we looked it up and realized that it had already been copyrighted. So it's disappointing. I'm sure you're you're already gonna see the name that we've chosen because we can't post it without having a name. So whatever that is, I'm I'm sure it's it's something. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's something. So do we want to talk about what our original name was gonna be? Yeah, sure. I think it's cool. I I really enjoyed it. Or how we came how we yeah. came to the idea. So yeah, do you want to go with it or you, want you to go for it? Yeah. Um, so originally our name was going to be responsibly unhinged. Um, <laughs> me and Skylar have been friends for about a year now, I think a little a year, like, yeah. yeah, almost a year. Yeah. And um, our we've noticed these themes going on throughout our our conversations and our <laughs> friendship, and um, our friends make jokes about it that Skylar is like the responsible dad of our friend group and stuff, and <laughs> he, you know, he's still fun. He still is, <laughs> but he tends to be uh, more responsible, and, he, and he's he's older than I am for sure. Uh, maybe not as old as Buddy, but no, Buddy's ancient. Here. <laughs> I feel but, like if I pet him wrong, I might break him. But <laughs> he's been an arm cross right now. <laughs> but um, we also determined that I was, I I grew up a little bit different than Skylar did, um, and redneck. Ain't that right? Yeah, I got I got a. Uh, redneckology something, something like that going on and um so we we determined that we had almost the dynamic of a responsible dad with the crazy uncle who and who's who's unhinged and occasionally says something wise and not occasionally more often than than you realize you just gotta be listening for it you gotta read between <laughs> the redneck sling <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah, we were we were thinking about it. And we're like, you know, 
he's responsible, Skylar being he. I am unhinged. So what if we did a podcast called Responsibly Unhinged? Yeah, see, that goes so good. It's so hard. <laughs> but then we found out today, yeah. as we were getting ready to start, that it was a previously existing name. So mm-hmm. we aren't doing that. We could we could go with the Responsibly Unhinged podcast. That's true. I think I think that would probably work out. Yeah. Because to me, there's there is responsibly unhinged resides in a in a special place in my heart. Yeah. So I, I feel like we can fight for it. I think I think we should fight for it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, or or unless maybe we can think about some other names in in a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> watch watch us have that baller name, right? And we're talking about it. And then <laughs> the name is like something really corny and terrible but then we actually pick <laughs> i can see that happening like like imagine us picking something stupid like peace in the wild or something like that <laughs> <laughs> that's so so funny i'm just kidding um but our direction that we want to go with this podcast is unknown mm-hmm. we, we really don't know where we're going with that yeah um we just have a lot of conversations and we've had a lot of people say like, dang y'all, like I think some other people would benefit from these. Mm-hmm. And, um, so neither of us really feel like we have a platform or reason that we should be the ones <laughs> doing a podcast, but we're just like, you know, it'd be fun. We, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And so this could completely flop or it could, be fairly successful we have no clue and we're okay with either option we're just having fun here yeah yeah and our mission statement is um have fun responsibly (laughs) and unhinged yep there we go that was it Mm -hmm. i just said that (laughs) (laughs) so um skylar what is one thing that you would like them to know about you oh gosh um oh i love jesus i mean come on can't can't get too far without i i hope we can't get too far without saying that yeah but, you, you guys will definitely figure that out um, yeah both of us are we are love struck by the love of god mm. even if we're not trying to you'll you'll probably hear it so if you don't like that yeah you know whatever but we're not making this solely a christian podcast but whatever happens to come up in conversation we're not going to hide who we are we yeah. are we are what we are and that's okay yeah, it's it's not necessarily like two Christians making a Christian podcast. It's two Christians making a podcast. And because we love Jesus, he's going to show through a few times, you know, hopefully all the time. But, um, yeah. yep. But all right. So we had um, we kind of talked about what we wanted to talk about with this podcast. The question that we came up with was we, we figured we'd want to give you guys a little bit of context of our friendship. And so we thought we'd talk about what our, some of our favorite memories have been. Do a little reminiscing. Yeah, a little reminiscing. Yeah. So, Skylar, I'll let you go first. Oh, dang it. Okay. Have <laughs> you came up with one? Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I was fighting to come up with one, like, this morning in the shower. <laughs> I was, like, I called you right after, and I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I still have something. Yeah. Well, I actually, um, I... The, last night you'd you'd called me and asked me well that well we had talked about you know what we might talk about we talked about what we want to talk about but um and i couldn't for the life of me think of anything it's just it's one of those situations where you're asked a question and your mind goes completely blank 
Yeah. And even though there's so many op options and there's so many things you could pull from, it's just nothing's coming to mind. It reminds me of like when people go, oh, you speak Spanish. And I'm like, I speak a little bit of Spanish. They're like, show me. And you're like, uh, <laughs> no, where, no where, hablo where's El Baño? Donde está El Baño? Fuego Baño. Como estás? No. Um, but no, I, and it's kind of funny because our, our, the conversation that we started with, not not the not the other thing, but about the wilderness and alone, it kind of ties in with what my memory was. We went out and we and we camped. You thief! <laughs> was that what you were going to think? <laughs> okay, okay. Do I have to pick another? No, one? Go, ahead, go ahead. Well, I think specifically it was the moment where it's not. It wasn't the first fish I ever, I ever caught, but it was like one of the first few. You know, is like you said, we were raised very differently, so. Uh, there wasn't many opportunities or times that I, you know, stuck a worm on a hook into some water and waited for a fish to fool for it. But um, it was a very sweet moment whenever we were there on your on your property, and you know, I just cast my line, and not even like ten minutes later, I knew it was really fast. From what I remember, I could be wrong. I got a I got a bite, and the the. the sheer amount of exhilaration i felt that moment whenever something like tugged on my line it was it was immediately a, a core memory <laughs> so that i feel like just sharing that with you was awesome there's a there's a few little stories in that whole like that whole weekend there yeah so sharing that moment fishing was was really nice because that brought me back to times with my dad going camping we <laughs> My dad and I, we never really caught anything because we, we fished in the same spot and the fish didn't like being in the, where we were. So all those years, you know, we never, never moved, but I don't think that was the point of it. It was just the time that we got to spend together. Yeah, I think that was one of my fond, fondest memories with you. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was thinking about that actually this morning. Yeah, I don't think you, you haven't used a worm, did you? Weren't you using a lure? Yeah, it and was... We didn't, did we forget to buy worms? Or well, I, I usually just use a lure. Okay. Um, especially out there. It's more challenging that way. Yeah, um, that's crazy. And so, yeah, I think it was Did like, we stick hot dogs? What I don't we, think we did. No? Okay. I don't think we brought hot dogs because we wanted to rough it, remember? That's right. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to rough it with our, <laughs> <laughs> with our hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> no, we, that, the food though. It, it, I was so surprised. I, I still have, I think I still have the shaker the the seasoning shaker oh, thing yeah because it had like pepper the uh, garlic salt garlic salt that was so good yes i i okay listener audience the the third chair here you need to buy garlic salt you need to introduce garlic salt into your life because it, it will it will revolutionize the food that you eat microwavable food will become five star food i don't recommend living off of microwave food but hey you know you gotta do what you gotta do and hamburger that you cook over a tiny fire in the middle of the woods will taste like the best burger that you've ever had in your entire life how, what, how, what how do we cook that you want to go through that um well the first thing was starting the fire and yeah that was that was, that was a crap shoot <laughs> because it was a little wet wasn't it yeah it was, it was a little wet it had been raining a bunch and it rained that night too mm -hmm. um, oh, that's right <laughs> i remember we were out in the hammocks and it started raining <laughs> that's a whole other story too. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun weekend. That was a fun weekend. But um that was that was actually one of my memories that I was like, you know, that's I got very humbled. Um 
during that weekend because all my friends think of me or a lot of my friends think of me as like this this tough like outdoorsy guy lumberjack who can do like that type of stuff and i'm usually okay at starting fires um and we were trying to do it with flint and steel and we had full confidence so we didn't really bring much more Mm -hmm. um skyler did have some matches though um just in case you know but i was not able to get that fire going worth the life of me skyler ended up getting it going with the matches but i ran through a bunch of matches before like it just was not but i got really humbled yeah um by that but once we had the fire were you wanting to say something no 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 that's fine i was just thinking about it yeah out loud <laughs> yeah this is fun but um once we got the fire going we took and we my uh boss at the roofing company i work for he had gotten me a cast iron like grill for over a fire like camping grill mm, and nice it was good so we just like made patties and stuff and mm-hmm. um, we went to walmart before we went on the trip and um yeah i don't remember everything that went into it but i remember the hamburgers kept on trying to fall through yeah um, and we used like the cheese and stuff and we ended up like those were some of the best burgers i've ever had in my life there was something about them yeah you know it, it's kind of concerning how you know we just got done with this conversation about pita and, and eating dogs and as you're t- describing how good the burgers tasted you just reached over and pet buddy i know that was probably subconscious and you didn't even think about it but i'm keeping my eye on you but no they were seriously great and, and another thing was harking again back on like how how long it took for the fire to get started was i think we went through nearly an entire stick of flint trying oh, yeah. to get trying to get this thing going and we got some really good like glowing embers off of that thing or glowing whatever you want sparks i yeah. don't know and it was hot it was just I feel like it was so damp because yeah. it had rained that night that by the time we all the failed attempts and all the used matches dried out the the kindling just <laughs> enough to get it to start whenever I managed to try. So it was just it, it was it was an experience. I have learned since then a little bit more about starting mm. firing like what you went home crying. <laughs> you did all the research you needed to never have that happen again. I would say one of my favorite memories there was it, it's just a it's a core memory from that trip was the footsteps that we heard um my face was, just, my face just dropped what what sounded like the footsteps whenever we grabbed the guns and oh. we start clearing the woods okay uh, so that was my second option yeah. for yeah that was awesome well terrifying in the moment but it just we it literally sounded like footsteps mm-hmm. um walking very close to us and it was funny. Skyler had his pistol beside him. And I had my shotgun a few feet away from me. And <laughs> I grabbed his pistol <laughs> before he could. And then you ended up with my shotgun. Yeah, we just you? traded. Yeah, We just traded. And uh, yeah, we started clearing the woods. And you had a big flashlight, didn't you? I had, yes, I had a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we started clearing the woods. And I think it ended up being like a what was it a bird or something that was flapping its wings and it, it was nothing uh substantial i don't i think it's just a small woodland creature <laughs> but um i, I mean it, it's a wendigo. <laughs> wendigo oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah no your mind goes crazy places when you hear something bump in the night in the woods yeah. and you're just and i think what's terrifying is that you're laying in a tent and the tent, it's like a false sense of security because it's just nylon. It's just a, a thin strip of 
plastic basically and fibers and and it, it it obscures your your vision but not your hearing and so you hear just about everything that's going on outside but you can't see it and you know that if it were like a bear it could crash right through it and like nothing okay. and i mean there's tons of story i mean not that long ago i i heard a story about these kids who were in like a, a group of kids from a school and they took a field trip to like Antarctica or something like that, wherever polar bears are. Right. Um, is that, is that where they're at? I think there's some up in like, I think this is, um, I think there's some up in that Labrador, uh, Canada. Oh really? Okay. Um, if I was, they, they kept showing a polar bear on the screen whenever I was watching that okay. show. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if like they're actually there. Okay. Well, but anywhere, anywho, wherever it was, it was cold and there's polar bears and, I don't want to like. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> yeah, you could you could keep going. Yeah, I don't want to like diverge too too for too long. But um, basically, the polar bear ripped through the tents. The kids had managed to have like guns because they knew they were polar bears. They had 50 cal like bolt action guns just for this occasion, and it still survived like all of that. And unfortunately, a lot of kids had passed away, and and uh, it was a it's a tragic story. So sorry for this, but anyway. Those are the kind of thoughts and stories that run through your mind whenever you hear something snap a twig outside your tent. You're thinking of like the worst uh, thing imaginable, which that's a really uh, interesting topic is like how much scarier in your imagination is um, for like when it comes to the unknown and how worse you make things out to be than they really are, you know? Yeah. Um, but anywho, I, and well, anyway, back to that day real quick. I found yeah. out they are in Northern Canada, like Russia, like the Arctic circle. Up, okay. Up North, up not North, South, not South. I didn't, as, as I was saying, it didn't sound, it didn't feel right, but I, I, that's what it's showing here. Cause that's, like, that's America. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Canada. But yeah, they, they were up in here. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I don't know who, who would be taking their kids on a field trip like that, but it was probably some research science team doing some hands-on type of, ex, you know, getting experience, probably close to some sort of graduation of something or whatever, but... Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, I want to be a part of that <laughs> Yeah. I'll have to research that story again and tell you about it, but remember the... Um, the women on the on the horses. Yeah, that was that was new. That was something. So uh, this land is. It was my grandpa's, um, and it's belongs to that side of the family now. Uh, after my grandpa passed away, but he had given permission to these people to like, yeah, you can go on our land and stuff, whatever. Um, but we didn't know that. I didn't know that. Skylar didn't know that. Mm. Um, so we're just walking around doing our thing um it was the next morning wasn't it yeah me with an axe in hand and yeah you know we're just being dudes out in the woods you know and was it that next morning or was it i think that was the day, the day that we of, got there. okay because mm-hmm. i was my shotgun was still in the car yeah and i was on my way to go get it whenever i see these random women roll up on horses <laughs> and they saw us and didn't say a word yeah and it was kind of this awkward like interaction it's like even though it's my land, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there because I'm like, 
Uh, yeah. Like, you know, because people will ask, like, hey, who are you? Because my grandpa had people that watched over the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could always just say, oh, I'm, I'm Virgil's grandson or Junior's grandson. And they would be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually they'd strike up a conversation or something like that. But, yeah, they didn't say a word to us. And I was like, uh, how are you guys doing? And they just kept going. Yeah. And, yeah, they took the horses down by the pond and then turned around and went. Yeah, that was crazy. I felt like I was in, like, a movie or something for a second. Because, like, you know. It's like one of those like, you know, picturesque moments where, oh, these two women on horses come turning around a corner. Yeah, it seems like something like from a fairy tale. Yeah, like, yeah. Almost like they're like the mermaids. Or... Yes, sirens or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta be kind of suspicious of them. But no, I'm glad that they just left because that was weird. Yeah, that was a very eventful uh, little weekend we had. It was fun though. It was a we lot We need of to fun. do that again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not right now because it's cold and wet. It was really hot then, though. We could just counteract it. Oh, yes. Do, yeah. Polar opposites, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, the wet, maybe not. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't get to get the fire started, probably. <laughs> anyway. I've told you about the Roman candle thing with the wheelbarrow. I don't think so. I was wondering where that came from. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was <laughs> <laughs> we were playing, like, playing, like, okay. courtesy the red, white, and blue or something. Like, okay. Toby Keith. Yeah. And... There's this video and we're like hee hawing and yee hawing, and I'm <laughs> shooting Roman candles while being pulled in the wheelbarrow pan. Uh-huh. But we'd taken the wheels off and we connected nice. it to our four wheeler. Nice. And so we're just—it's like sledding. Yeah, yeah. But it was dead middle of summer. We're just in the grass. Yeah, you're. Just, mm-hmm. And it's just Roman candles flying everywhere, getting <laughs> shot, and bottle rockets. Rockets were going off, and battle rockets, battle rockets, and smoke grenades were being like. <laughs> We spread those out. And That's awesome. Looks, it was just like, I don't know. It was one of those nights where it's like, "Welcome to America." Yeah, I um, I sent, I sent a video of this guy who had strapped like a rocket pod's worth of Roman candles to a helicopter. I've seen that. And sings free birds. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that that is the pinnacle of life right there. If you have Jesus in that helicopter what you don't need anything that's it that's life right there forget the forget yeah the wife forget the family forget kids forget a career you got this helicopter and jesus jesus is enough yeah jesus is enough the helicopter is just a nice touch yeah it is yeah and uh it, it is not good for man to be alone so get yourself a helicopter i'm gonna get in so much trouble get a buddy yeah. i can ride any helicopter or or you know better yeah Convinced to drive my girlfriend the, to fly the helicopter. Yeah. Oh my. That way you can hang out the side. Holy cow! I like this. A, like Rambo style. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That you can hang out the side with a not assault rifle. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Wow. That I want to. That's how I want to die. Like whenever <laughs> I'm like ninety some years old, if I make it that far, happily married, and. You know, we know maybe we're going to pass on, see Jesus. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> I want her piloting the helicopter, flying around, me whoa, 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 whoa. dangling off the side. When you say that you're going to die, and then you say, because she's piloting the helicopter. No, what no, you, no, no. That's what are you insinuating? <laughs> I'm like, honey, all right. So we got to go out. I, but I, I want to do it in style. So I'm going to have you pilot. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> hey, that's it, not what I meant. It, I'm, I'm so sorry. If I'm still around, maybe we could tie a rope. To the uh, does it make you go sledding? What, what, what are those things called? The mi- mi- 
Tur- what guns? The stretcher things. Oh, uh, sleds. Is that what they're called? They're just the 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 bars on yeah. the bottom that with that hook on the front. Yeah. Yeah, they're just sleds. Yeah, you could attach me there. Mm-hmm. Right with a like I could be hanging on with a rope and just like have a knot that I'm holding on to, and then we could just go disappear somewhere. <laughs> we just fly up into the sunset. That's funny. We just see how high we can go <laughs> till the oxygen gets low. I really hate that. Oh, that's. I feel like that's one of the worst ways to die is just to be falling. Because you have so much time to think about it. Yeah. But what if you don't die? What if you survive? That, and that's another thing. Uh, this is this is turning. This is great. <laughs> that was always something I didn't understand. Like this is this is kind of a somber, random thing. But like, it's okay. I've had like people in my life like commit suicide and stuff like that mm. and i've always like i've seen um videos of like people that have jumped off like the golden great gate bridge and survived and they talk about that that moment before they hit where they realize how much they regret it and stuff but to me what would be so hard is that moment when you hit and you survive mm. And you realize you're going to have to live with mm-hmm. the shame and all the pain that was already there before amplified now. Yeah. As well as like, depending on how you try to do it, you might have like, you might be like paralyzed mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's just sad. There's, <clears throat> there's this guy who um, tried to commit game over <clears throat> um, with a shotgun and he ended up surviving it and there's evidence obviously he's got the scars and and everything but he described exactly what you talked about that that moment of regret and um his brother actually walked in after he had tried to do it and i mean there was it was not pretty and um his brother was like ah so you're gonna be one of those guys I don't know what he meant by that, but apparently that was funny to both of them. And his brother picked him up, you know, saved him, took him to the hospital, and and he he survived uh, the whole incident. And now it's a beautiful thing because he obviously regrets it, and he's found so much more value value in his life, and it's become his mission to turn around and talk people out of that, to, to and to just be very blunt with them, like you know what's this going to do? You know, who's, what, what are you really doing here? You know, and just questioning people who are struggling with those kinds of thoughts. And he literally every day using his Instagram and talking to people one-on-one walks people off the edge of the building, you know? And, uh, it's, it's cool. It's like sad that like that, that had, like he did that. And that's kind of how he got to where he is with his mindset. Of course, you know, you wish that Christ had entered his life sooner. I don't know if he's a Christian now, but um, you just wish he didn't have to go through that to get to the point where he is now, where he's at a good place. Um, but it's really cool how, despite all of that, despite all that's happened, he has a positive outlook on life and is saving people, you know, left and right. So he doesn't uh, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I don't think really you, you have any more patience to sugarcoat anything after that ha- that kind right. of thing happens, you know. <laughs> It's like the uh, the veterans who don't care what they say or do. Yeah. Or they don't care what they how people perceive them because they're self confident. You know. 
just they don't know who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a good turn. <laughs> You'll probably be hearing a lot of those types of turns because it's our conversations. Yes. Again. Yeah. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. One second we'll be talking about, you know, literally has this most sweet moment fishing in, in, the, in the woods and then we'll be talking about that death and everything but what would be what would be like almost like the moral of the story with having those fond memories you want me to just hop in with it sure go for it so skylar we were talking about going back to our conversation earlier mm-hmm. um we were talking about those fond memories and those like fond things i don't know i think it'd be kind of fun to to talk about and i know like this will i'm sure be talked about more because we talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. but the importance of having those types of experiences with men Mm -hmm. with having i we could say men we're still i'm still a kid practically at Um, at heart i'm still a kid yeah life is you know yeah life is rapidly approaching yes so (laughs) but you know we still have a good amount of life ahead of us. Good Lord willing. Yeah, yeah, Lord um, willing. <laughs> but we, you know, we do recognize that there is a, a I'd almost call it an epidemic um, throughout America. And I would say, yeah, throughout the world. But I've seen it a lot in even Christianity mm-hmm. of a lack of brotherhood, a lack of um, intimacy between mm. men and when I say intimacy, a lot of people, for whatever reason, assume that just means sex and sexually mm-hmm. active things. And I don't think that's, that's not what the word means at all. Yeah. Um, I, of course you are intimate whenever you do those things. Like there is an intimacy that like we have that is, makes us more than just acquaintances or friends, mm-hmm. but brothers in a way. And it's, it's almost like people have taken the word intimacy and, and tied sex as the like end goal of the end point of intimacy when in reality having sex is an outward expression of that intimacy that you have with a person right you know, it's it's not the, it's not the end it's not the the final thing it's it's a part of how you express your intimacy with your significant your wife you know for us it'd be wives but um and when it comes to like having intimacy between like brotherhood in that in that capacity it's obviously sex isn't going to be part of it but having like those deep conversations where you're able to cry in front of each other and you're able to just really just set your heart out on the table in front of each other and just have those moments where you're very vulnerable where he could where this 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 brother of yours very well could just drag your heart all over the floor and make you feel terrible but instead comforts you and and then turns around and and maybe with not sugarcoating it or maybe with uh um you know stern words maybe he will build you up and instill courage and perseverance in you you know making you a stronger man i don't know i whenever i think of this topic i keep going back to that verse in um second samuel i think uh, i think it's like second samuel 7 or something like that okay. but where it goes on to say basically David is mourning the loss of his friend, Jonathan, um, who those of you who know like anything about David and Jonathan's like friendship, like, you know, they're really, really close. 
they're attacked. Um, but one of the things that David says is like he he's mourning and he's like, oh my brother Jonathan. And then it goes on to say something along the lines of the my love for you was more than that of women. And that's just such a fascinating passage to me that like it, it's just something to think about that there can be a type of intimacy between um, brothers in Christ and that is a loving friendship that is deep like I and I just I think that's <laughs> such a lacking thing in uh, the church and I think you know we've both been we've both been reading this book wild at heart yeah. and stuff and it's been really I've really enjoyed the book you know the first the first time I read it I loved it and I'm loving reading it the second time too I found the verse okay you want to read it real quick yep yeah. so it's uh second Samuel chapter one verse 26 i don't i don't know well i th it's there's also a mention of david and sam or david and jonathan's brotherhood in like chapter i believe it's like seven in first Samuel. Okay, right, so I, there's a similar passage but anyway chapter one verse 26 i grieve for you jonathan my brother you were very dear to me your love for me was wonderful more wonderful than that of women but this is the niv translation um so that's, yeah. that's just such a fascinating thing. Mm -hmm. And why I think we're meant for that. Like you, you hear in scripture, it is not good for a man to be alone. Um, God said that at the beginning and then he created Eve. Um, and most people take that or a lot of people take that and go, Oh, so like, you know, we should be married. Mm -hmm. And I think there's truth to that, um, that like God did design us in such a way that we have attractions and mm -hmm. um, things like that. But I think, you know, on a, on a deeper level, Eve was the mother of all other humans after that. Mm -hmm. um, and so God made a way for community to be formed. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And I know like we've talked about before in the church, there is like this kind of, I've heard it called by uh, Jackie Hill Perry in her book, Gay Girl, Good God. She talked about the heterosexual gospel. <laughs> Basically this concept and this idea that when you get saved, if you're a homosexual person, um, if you get saved, God will make you straight. And that almost this idea that the pinnacle of life, the, the closest we can get to heaven in life is being married. And Although I think being married is a wonderful thing, it's a gift from God and it's intended, um, like he designed us with that in mind. Yeah. Um, I think there's also the, we lose the realization that God leaves room for singleness mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. Yep. Um, Paul encourages yep. singleness and, you know, it says that like we, we have a unique power if we're single um, that we don't have if we are married and so i think the church has really lacked in that informing community i think like i go to for instance cch right where you've got a bunch of single college kids um mm -hmm. and some of them are in relationships but some of them aren't or most of us aren't and you see a unique community that is formed that's where you see the 4am conversations and stuff like that <laughs> this this tight-knit group that seems to grow closer and closer together and it you you might like I sit there and go, what, why have I consistently heard this complaint when people leave and enter 
the rest of the world when they stop going to the college ministry and they see there's a lack of community mm. in the church. And I think that's somewhere where we've lost it is people get so focused on raising their kids and raising their families and raising, you know, spending time with their husbands and wives. And I think we abandon the community that God intended for us. And like, it's very clear that when God shows up in scripture, like in, in the book of Acts, it's whenever the disciples were all in one accord, mm -hmm. they were, that doesn't mean Honda. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to go with the joke. That's funny. It means, uh, you know, they were all together Yeah. and they were doing the things together. And we see that. And I think in order to fulfill the great commission in order to fulfill what we've been commanded to do in Christ, we have to recognize the need for community. And I think that's, it's a big problem overall, but it's especially overlooked with men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you want to, you want to talk about that? The... I think it's just like going back to Genesis, whenever God was saying, it's not good for man to be alone. I'm just, I've seen it in a lot of um, like married men's lives and how, Maybe they'll, they'll read that verse and they think, oh, well, I've got my wife. I'm good. You know, like they don't think that maybe they're they've entered them into the motions of life where they go to work. They have their coworker friends. They go to church. They have some church friends. And then the only person that they're ever really super close with is their wife. Maybe like a lot of people, I assume, or at least I've seen uh, I've ex like kind of secondhand experiences that you know, maybe they're not as close as they could be because they've, they've traded their, the intimacy with, they've like given up, they, they don't want to share that innermost part of themselves because they're scared to, or they just don't see the value or maybe they've been hurt before. But my point being that they have, they get their wife and they're good, you know, they're fine and they're content and they don't aspire to have a band of men to stand with and to fight, you know, the big problems in life together. You know, they have their, their crutch sins and their whatever, and they're just content with how life is, but that's not what we're designed. That's not how we're designed to be. We're designed to, you know, conquer, um, and, and to adventure and to be warriors for God. And that doesn't mean being a warrior, by yourself. That means being a warrior with other soldiers of Christ and that's other men and, and other believers and that you stand alongside with. And you can't really do that if you're just living, going through the motions of life, like so many people are, myself included at times, you know? Um, so that's why I've tried to make like, as I've entered this new, like different season where I, I'm, you know, dating my girlfriend and it's been great. I found it very easy to fall into the trap of only hanging out with her, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I love hanging out with her. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think it's really beautiful that we try her and I, we try to make plans with other couples and we try to also just still be in our communities. And if not, if not separately, then just bring all the communities together and, we all make friends and it's a one big happy family. But yeah. I mean, it's at least uh, I, we, we, we went out and had dinner with uh, a couple friends of mine and she had never, she never met them or anything. And we were just, they, they wanted to get dinner with us. And one of their, you know, we were 
it was towards the end of the evening with them at dinner and we'd already paid and everything and we we're just talking now it's really the meat of the meeting there it was like after the meal and we're just sitting there just sharing our hearts together and one of the things that they really almost got teary-eyed about was the fact that they don't have any friends like after they got married they don't have community and um so i mean my heart goes out to people like that where they've they had they're married they're happily married but now it seems like everyone has just disappeared from their lives it's like i feel like it, it's it, it's kind of at fault on both ends where it's a married couple for kind of almost abandoning everyone because they're pursuing each other but that's like that's a good thing you know you're supposed to cleave you know you're supposed to leave your your family and cleave to your wife but at the same time you shouldn't lose the intimacy that you have with your brothers and and your family church family but at the same time on the church family side well at least i've seen it in my life before where i'll see a couple or these two people becoming a couple and i'll almost be uncomfortable to i don't want to intrude i don't want to like you know sometimes you gotta get interrupt. comfortable with third wheel <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you don't want like a third wheel or even fifth wheel you yeah. know and but I, I feel like that's somewhere where we need to break that kind of stigmatism and, and really just go in and, and still be friends with them. You know, they're still the same people. They're just, their life looks a little different now. You almost have to be aggressive in a way. Mm. Um, like be the instigator for things. You have to refuse to let them disappear. Mm -hmm. I think you did a really good job whenever you started dating. Um, you were very adamant that you wanted to still hold your relationships and stuff like that. But I know like when we talked, like I told you, like, I'll give you a few days. I'm not going to let you, you're <laughs> not, not going to be gone for long. Yeah. I um, I'm going to come back in and like, you know, I think that, um, like, I think that's a, a good way of going about it is we have to, those of us who are not in the relationships and even whenever you are, mm -hmm. um, like if you have another friend getting like, for instance, thing, say, say things were a little bit switched and stuff and you saw me starting to get into a friendship and or a relationship um as my friend even though you are in a relationship you you shouldn't just tap out and be like oh you know he's got he's got a wife now so yeah I'm, I'm he's good he's yeah good. i can clock out <laughs> but no instead you have to be intentional and be like no like we're still you're not you're not gonna i'm not gonna let you yeah um and i think that is a lot of that kind of brotherhood difference that we mm -hmm. see is like a brotherhood, no matter if you're upset, angry, no matter if you're wrong, you, you stick. Yeah. Um, and you stay. And yeah, you were saying that like with the, the intimacy of like couples and stuff and how that can separate from the intimacy of friendships. And like, I know even in my own like life, uh, after my dad passed away, my mom realized she didn't have a ton of friends. Mm. Um, and she got really lonely. Yeah. Because like, and they didn't even realize they'd been doing that. I mean, they'd been married for 20 something years. Right. And had Like they had formed friends together, mm -hmm. but a lot of them were my dad's friends more so. Um, and you know, those are the ones who don't necessarily always reach out and say, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, it's not that first two weeks whenever you need the reaching out. It's the mm -hmm. three months down the road, whenever, you know, nobody's called and that's when you need the friends yeah. that will, will be there and so like there's there's a lacking of that but i think a lot of what goes into that is vulnerability and just honesty but also 
there's a certain tough love and grit that's necessary for it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think another thing, and we'll probably be wrapping up here fairly quickly, mm-hmm. um, but we were talking about those things that we did out in the woods. And I know, like we were close before that, but after that we were close. Like there, were, there was a different closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I believe in, and we've talked about before is that men don't bond the same as women do. Mm. And men are more, more so designed to bond shoulder to shoulder than eye to eye. Mm. Um, and I've seen that like over and over, like you look at the military, yeah. like those guys, they have such a thick, like tight knit brotherhood. They're quite literally brothers. Right. And I, there's, you know, there's things that I don't think they do necessarily right in their brotherhoods. Like, you know, they might not be vulnerable with each other all the time, but sometimes they are sometimes, you know, and I'll just be like honest, like whenever you look at, for instance, like, um, story of like American sniper, Mm -hmm. um, Chris Kyle, like whenever you have, when one of the guys has to kill somebody, um, even even it being somebody that is maybe like a child or something for the protection of mm-hmm. their men like their brothers like they'll weep like ptsd is such a real thing and it's those brothers who are often the ones there mm-hmm. um and I, there's there's a thick tight-knit brotherhood there but how they form that is they do hard things yeah together they fight together they train together they take up arms and clear the woods together. Right. (laughs) And I think that is, I don't, I don't think every man should be the rough, tough, like lumberjack, like (laughs) soldier. But I think there is something important about doing hard things together with other men. We always had a joke um, in cross country when we ran was that we were bonded by trauma, (laughs) right? Cross country is one of the tightest types of teams you'll find. Mm most of the people that were on my team in high school, even two years later, like I'm still close, close, close knit with, and granted we had other things that put into our friendship and we were all um, people who were chasing Jesus and stuff. But there, there's just something about doing really hard things together that bonds men. From my own life. I I know that the men that I looked up to and, and grew close with were ones who I worked alongside with, you know, and kind of like you were mentioning and I'll, I'll make this quick but i know you mentioned uh how men don't bond necessarily eye to eye but shoulder to shoulder that's very that's so true because i mean i worked it wasn't man it wasn't super manly but i worked at jc penny's for a time with mm-hmm. with uh, a pastor friend of mine and i was working there already and then he showed up to work with a uniform on i was so excited because i knew i was gonna get so many fun conversations with him but like over that year that he was working, I mean, we may not have said any words at times, but it was just sometimes his presence that was exactly what I needed. Just seeing him work and what, regardless of what I was going through, just being able to put things beside, you know, behind me and work and keep pushing on alongside someone else who knew what was going on in my life. And was able to still look at me and smile, even if it was sometimes painful too. Um, that's that's important. So if you don't have someone like that, you know, be intentional with with your relationships re- relationships you have now, and, and start building that kind of relationship. Yeah, that, I think that's something that's important. Is 
a lot of people they wait for that to come <laughs> yeah and that's not how like you, you can't you have to be intentional with it yeah you have to cut out the time i mean i'll, I'll hit this really quick you're good even like when we start becoming friends like i don't know i won't necessarily go into all the individual <laughs> details of why uh, but you know in short there was some jealousy issues on my part and um i knew that the only way that i was going to get past those was if i formed my own relationship with you and so i told you that straight up on our first uh that was wild time yeah. and i was like hey man this is this i i want to get to know you because i don't want to hate you because uh, you seem pretty awesome but um and we just became intentional about that mm -hmm. um, and intentional about being honest with each other and going through hard things together yeah um trial by fire yeah that was our first date <laughs> that monday about a year ago yeah wow it's wild that's pretty crazy well thank you for joining us real quick i, I really feel like we should pray so i think after we pray you'll be let loose and you can go listen to whatever else you're listening to you heathen <laughs> if you have anything else you'd like to pray about mm -hmm. go for it third chair do you have any prayer requests that's wonderful. Oh, oh, awesome. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll pray for that. And uh, all right, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that you've given us just to spend together. And um, thank you for this opportunity just to be able to sit down with Gabriel here in the, in the third chair and just be able to um, ramble on, talk about random things, and um, more importantly, to have a conversation that is raw and is... Um, intentional and lord i just pray that you would um build us up as men that you um would have us to be to be vessels of your love and um, to be strong for those who need us to be strong and to at times um, be tender-hearted for those who need us to be tender-hearted um, just use us as you see fit and um lord just thank you father i just want to thank you and lord this has been a blessing for me and you are just a good God. And Lord, you know I needed this today, and so I'm thankful. But Lord, I, uh, I ask that everything that me and Skylar say would be glorifying to you. And Lord, that although we might sometimes let our goofiness come out, um, Lord, I ask that you would, you would still do something with these conversations. And Lord, whether it just helps us, great. Whether somebody else hears it and is blessed, great. Lord, we trust you with this and, you know, we're doing it for your glory still. Um, but Lord, we thank you and we love you. We ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hua, hua. Hua, hua. <laughs>